Beyond the Four Walls community is a ministry fulfilling the Great Commission for Jesus Christ. Our broadcast exists to equip individuals of all walks with God's Word for everyday living. We pray you are blessed by today's message. To further connect with BTFWCM, submit prayer, giving options, or receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, visit btfwcm.org. Good evening, everyone. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good evening to each and every one of you on tonight. Uh, do me a favor and make sure you have invited someone to virtual Bible study on this evening. I'm going to give you just a moment to make sure you have done that. Um, you can either give them the conference call number or they can simply uh, go to btfwcm.org uh, forward slash forward slash watch and they will be able to connect with us right there or if you are a part of our Facebook page. Welcome to you as well. All of our uh, platforms where we are streaming from on tonight, God bless you uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are ready to study and to get into the word of the Lord on this evening. We certainly thank God for our uh, senior leader, uh, Pastor Eric, and to all of our BTFW family and friends. I am ready to study uh, with you all on this evening. And uh, let's just go into prayer and get right into the word of the Lord. I was getting ready to say something else uh, that was just a little funny, but I'm going to say it. Uh, let me just say before I pray. So tonight's lesson uh, that we are going to be talking about as I was uh, studying this and, um, you know, the word does come back to try us and to make sure that it has taken root in us. And um, just today, this morning, I was actually tried uh, with the same word that I am going to bring before you all uh, on tonight. So this is just, it was just a really a transparent moment. So I am really uh, uh, excited at the same token, just laughing uh, within my soul on tonight because, um, you know, this is definitely uh, the word of the Lord um, is true. It's not just for some of us, but it's for all of us. And so, um, yeah, so I just wanted to just put that out there right now. So what we're going to be uh, sharing with you on tonight is just is not only for uh, you all, but it's for us as leaders, every one of us, it's for all of us um, collectively as a, a body, as a collective body of believers. And so, uh, but let's just pray on tonight. We thank you, Father. We praise you and we honor you. And we just give you glory on this evening, Father, for allowing us to just come together as a, a community, Father God, as a ministry, as believers, uh, most of all in Christ Jesus. And so, all, Father God, we thank you, Father, on tonight, God, for allowing us to make it through another day, allowing us to just come together and to study and to be equipped with your word even the more. And so, Father, we thank you right now, God. We pray that something will be said, taught on tonight, God, that will cause the lives to be changed and transformed, oh God, and just want to uh, to do 
do better, oh God, as a believer uh, through Christ Jesus. And so we thank you now and we praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So listen, I trust that all of you had a wonderful day on today. And if you didn't, uh, guess what? If you have breath in your body still, that means that it is uh, still somewhat of a good day. Not sure what type of issues you may have ran into, if you ran into any at all, but because you still have breath in your body, that makes it still a great day. And so, on tonight, we are going to be talking uh, with you all. So make sure you have your Bibles, your journals, your pens. And let's talk for a few moments on this evening. Uh, we're going to be talking about corrupt words. That's what we're going to be uh, talking about on this evening. And our scripture focus uh, is coming from Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses uh, 29 through 32. Now, I am not going to rush through this teaching. So if we do not, which I know we're not, uh, get through all of these uh, verses on tonight, I want you to join us on next week. Uh, we're going to uh, conclude this topic on corrupt words, okay? Uh, so we, yes, so we'll, we'll conclude that on next Wednesday. But let's just open up. We're going to be talking about corrupt words. And so uh, oftentimes we... Uh, we, we talk about how death and life is in the power of our tongues, right? And uh, I want you all to know and understand, uh, which you might know already, but let this allow this to be as a reminder to you on this evening that the, 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 the life of a Christian believer involves our relationship with God and fellow believers. And so we are to, as believers in Christ Jesus, we are to listen to God. We're not just saved just to be saved, but we are to listen to God and share his biblical truths with our fellow believers, right? And so the truths that we are supposed to share are truths of um, of good things, right? Uh, yes, there are things that we may have to share at times that are just, you know, not what we as individuals may not want to hear. However, this is what we are supposed to, uh, um, in fulfilling our great commission for Jesus Christ, this is what we're supposed to do. However, in the midst of our journey as believers in Christ Jesus, uh, many times what happens is, and if you are a first-time guest on tonight and you're saying, well, I'm not a believer as of yet, I want you to hold on because we're going to give you an opportunity to accept and to receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior, right? But just follow us on this evening. We're talking about corrupt words. And so Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. Do you have it? I want to make sure you have it. If you have it, put it in the comment section and let us know that you have it. And and allow me just to interject here, just a little small commercial break right quick. Um, if you are a first-time visitor, welcome to you, okay? I'm minding my manners. Uh, let us know where you're viewing from on tonight, all right? I apologize for that. So listen, so let's talk about Ephesians chapter 4. And it, it says here, let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. 
It goes on to say, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. I, I just could not get past that part right there. You were sealed for the day of redemption. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second. It says that let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, okay? Here's what else it says. It says, and be kind to one another, not just to yourself, but to one another, right? Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as even as God in Christ forgave you. Okay, do you all see that right there? Okay, so in Christ Jesus, our brother, our savior, our Lord and our in our God. Dear fellow redeemed, right? This is what we're going to talk about tonight, okay? A little bit further about corrupt words, okay? If you are a brother in Christ, right? A sister in Christ, this whole, these, all of these verses, these few verses right here addresses us as our, as being men and women of God. Um, It addresses us as Jesus, as our, so let me not go a little bit too fast, okay? Slow down, Monica. Right. So it says, so we have to understand on this evening, as we're talking about corrupt words, when we think about corrupt words, there, there's nothing good about corruption. There's nothing good about words that come out of our mouths that are corrupt. They, they're full of negativity. They're full of maliciousness. They're full of a wrath and all of those different things, right? This is why Paul is saying here, let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth, okay? So allow me to say this uh, really, really briefly. Um, I believe that it is commonly understood and accepted that the joy and satisfaction that you and I will experience in life is tied directly to the quality of our relationships that we possess with other people, right? Uh, not just God, but with others as well. You can uh, be extremely successful in your businesses, in your trade, in your marriages, uh, uh, and in and, and all of the different things. Right? We can be successful on one end, but in other parts of our lives, uh, uh, when it comes to in our in our in certain marriages or in certain relationships, uh, they tend to sometimes go bad or we struggle in our relationship, even with our children. And because of that, much of the joy and satisfaction of life simply slips away from us. And why is that? Because we may um, own even a, a beautiful home, a, a beautiful business, right? Or live in a, in a beautiful area. But if you do not get along with your neighbors, right? You will no doubt experience a good deal of anxiety and stress. That is what that is what's going on with some of us on today, right? And, and I know that this is going to be a, a, 
a lesson for many of us on today, but it is imperative that we understand that if we are going to, 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 to do away with our corrupt words, uh, not saying that it's going to be perfect all the time, but we want to work on these things, right? And so I believe that commonly if we understand that the joy and satisfaction that we experience in life is tied directly to having quality relationships that we possess with other people. I'm not just talking about God, but I'm talking about our, not just the vertical relationship that we are supposed to have with God, but also the horizontal, right? What we do with one another. And so let's go on a little bit further, okay? And so uh, with that being said, we will find ourselves, as I stated, anxiety, uh, full of stress and all of that, right, in the very place that we should be, that the, the very place that we should be uh, um, uh, prospering in or the very place that is supposed to be our, awa our oasis or our refuge, right? What happens is uh, uh, we, we, we find ourselves in conflict in many of those, in those areas, okay? So what might be less commonly understood and accepted by many is the fact that our relationship with God is a significant role in our relationships with people. I just said to you that our relationship with God is vertical, right? And so perhaps on this evening, we're going to get more into the text in just a second, but perhaps on this evening, it is more accurate to say that the connection between our relationships with God and those of other people is often overlooked. It can be overlooked because even by those of us who, who place our faith in Jesus, sometimes we, we are so heavenly minded, right? Our relationship with God, right? Where we're so tuned into that, that everything else around us is not prospering. All of those other relationships around us are not prospering, right? And so the Apostle Paul, Apostle John speaks of this also when he writes, he says, I love, he says that I love God, right? He says, if anyone says that I love God and hates his brother, he is what? He is a liar, right? He's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has never seen, how can he love God whom he has never seen? Okay? First John 4 and 20, write that scripture down. First John 4. Four and 20. So let's consider, let us consider on this evening as we're talking about uh, um, um, a corrupt words, as we're going a little bit further into that, right? When we when we speak up, when we, when we get up in the morning and we're worshiping God and we're praising God and we're worshiping God, and then when we leave, the moment that we leave our houses, right, we, we are in contact with our co-workers, we're in contact with our loved ones, and what comes out of our, out of our mouths are nothing but a lot of corruption. But how can you say that you are loving God, but then when you talk to your brother and your sister, all of those words are full of corruption. 
I'm not going to get any help right there, but that is okay anyhow. When we talk about those words, you're, you're worshiping God, you're praising God, you're magnifying God, you're, you're giving him adoration, you're giving him worship, but then the moment that you call your sister or your brother, or you call this one or that one, guess what? Everything that you just said to the Lord Jesus Christ that morning or throughout the day is out the window. He says here, how can I say that I love God and hate my brother? The Bible declares, people of the Lord, he says that you are a liar. Oh my God, did she say that? Absolutely. The word of God says that. For he who does not love his brother whom he has never seen, who, I mean, who he, whom he has seen, excuse me, and how can he love God whom he has never seen? You say, you see your brother every day, but you say you love God. God is love. Do you understand that? So then that becomes, and for us to understand or to consider a little bit further on in tonight's study, that the, uh, this biblical truth as found in 1 John 4 and 20, right? That our relationship with God directly impacts our relationship with others. Do you hear that on this evening? Our relationship with God, our relationship with God directly impacts our relationships with others. Okay, so 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 here's what Paul says here. Let, let's look at Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. Here's what Paul says here. He says, and I want to encourage you with this. He says, never grieve the Holy Spirit who has sealed you for the day of redemption. Do you see that there? The day of redemption. Paul is writing here. He says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Okay, so he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were, by whom you and I were sealed for the day of redemption. Do you hear that on tonight? So, so what happens here, Paul begins his comments uh, and he says with reference to what? Our communication. He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Death in life is in the power of our tongues. We, 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 we are okay with speaking positive words over ourselves, but when it comes down to our brothers and our our sisters and our other everyday relationships, we are speaking a lot of corrupt words. But Paul here says to us, he says, do not allow, uh, do not allow corrupt words to proceed out of your mouth. Do you see that? But what is good for necessary edification? Why is that? That it may impart grace to the hearers. 
I'm trying to move on from there. He's talking about our communication with others and more specifically, our oral communication. In other words, the words that we speak to others, what we say to one another. God is saying, you're, you're, you're here and you're worshiping me and you're thanking me. But when it all boils down, I am even more interested on how you are treating your brother and your sister by the words that you speak. Thank you, Lord, by the words that you speak out of your mouth. Do you see that there? So he urges us not to lace our conversations with four letter words. Y'all know what a lot of them four letter words, y'all know, come on somebody, I need you to type, I don't want you to type those words in the comment section, but just go ahead and put some thumbs up there, let me know that you get me on tonight, right? Uh, he urges us to not lace our conversations with those types of words, with corrupt language, with words that bring no type of edification. Now, now, now let's let's get it here. Uh, let's be honest here. Sometimes uh, people uh, in our everyday relationships will, will cause us to want to say a few choice words. But this is why you need the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, because the indwelling of the Holy Spirit will cause you to say, no, 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 no. Uh, change your words up. I know what they said to you. I know how they're behaving toward you. But I need you in this moment to calm down. And I need you to know that I do not want you to use those choice words. Why is that? Because corrupt words are, is a language that is abusive. And even we, we, we should not intend to be abusive with our language because abusive language or the abusive words or corrupt words become offensive. Well, you say, well, Monica, they offended me, so why can't I offend them back? Listen here. The Bible declares vengeance is the Lord's and he will repay. Do you hear me on tonight? So, so Apostle James, I, I have here, I want you to write the scripture down, uh, James chapter 3, verse number. Number 10, James rightly, he says here, he says, out of the same mouth proceeds what? Blessings and curses. Do you see that there? Apostle James, he talks about it and he hits it right on the nail. He says, one minute you're speaking blessings and the next minute you are cursing. You're, you're, you're saying words that, that, that just bring no type of life, no type of edification, right? But, but, but here's what I want you to know on this evening. My brothers and my sisters, my friends on this evening, beyond family and friends, these things ought not to be so. They're not to be so, right? Uh, uh, when is it that we can just lift up holy hands, right? We, we say we're lifting up holy hands and we're doing all of this, but our language, the words that we speak, we, we spend a lot of time on uh, building ourselves up, as I said, right? We, we spend so much time on building ourselves up, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, speaking forth affirmations and all kinds of things. But when it comes to those individuals, those things, those types of words do not come out of our mouths. They don't come out of our mouths. Let's go a little bit further. 
And I know that some of you all on tonight may argue with me and you may say, well, hey, this is just the way I am. I am straightforward. I just speak whatever I want to say. Listen here. I used to be like that. Did she say that? Yeah, I did. I, I used to really read and the Holy Ghost, not that I don't speak up now, but the Holy Ghost has gotten a hold of my mouth. Wow. She's really, I'm really telling on myself tonight, but that's okay. I used to just say it, you know, uh, the family that I come, we just speak, we just say whatever we want to say. No, 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 no. The Holy Ghost has gotten a hold of my mouth. You understand what I'm saying? When the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, he produces in you uh, the self-control. He produces in you the things that you need uh, to, to live out a life of, of spiritual maturity. Come on, somebody. Uh, and sometimes, people of God, we heard this before, that is not what we say, but it's how we say it. Do you hear me? And so and the Holy Ghost, let me just say this, God is still working on me. He is still working on me, right? I might say that I just let everything go, but now the Lord has, has is teaching me and is yet teaching me how to season my words, allow the words to be seasoned with grace. Do y'all hear this on tonight? You know how your parents would say sometimes, if you have nothing good to say, sometimes you don't need to say nothing at all. You, do you hear that on tonight? Okay, so let's go a little bit further. So, so people I know will say that this is just the way I am. People know that, you know, and they aren't bothered by that. Sometimes people uh, tell you that they're not bothered by what you say and by certain words that you speak out of your mouth because they already know that you're not going to be receptive to it. They already know that you're going to say, uh, you know, whatever. But listen here on tonight, this lesson is for somebody on this evening. God wants to change the way you are speaking. God wants to change the words that's been coming out of your mouth. Okay, so so at this point, let us simply uh, recognize that God says to each and every one of us, words are to proceed. The the positive words uh, should uh positive words of edification, right, is what should proceed out of our mouth. Paul says that we ought not to make. Uh, uh, Paul is saying to us that to make sure that everything that we say, that it helps to build. When we edify, we are building. When we equip, we are building each other up. When we, when we, when we, uh, when we speak words of edification and we speak words of affirmation, right? We are building each other up, right? We're building each other up. Okay, and so here's what I know to be. Let's go a little bit further and we're almost done for this evening, right? So Paul says to us that we are to use words, right? Of uh, that what is good for necessary edification, ed necessary edification, right? Uh, and so understanding uh, uh, that God's love and mercy uh, uh, lets us know that if he gave us grace and mercy for things that we have said, that we have done, why is it that we cannot do it or give it to other people. God's grace, his undeserved love for us in connection with the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, therefore, is not only to dominate our minds, but also our entire approach to life. 
Okay, our entire approach to life and, and not only our entire approach to life, but also our mouths, our communication with others. Do you understand it on this evening? God is not saying, I, you know, I want your mind to be a build up. I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we are transformed, people of God, by the renewing of our minds, guess what? We're not just transformed just for us and us alone, but God begins to transform us in our everyday relationships. He begins to transform us in the way we approach our everyday life, right? Not just with me, myself, and I, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, so, so we have to understand that he comes to transform us in every area of of our lives. So so when when he begins to transform us, his 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 word also begins to transform not only our thinking, but our mouths, our approach as I just stated in in this life that we're living in. Okay, so so Paul goes on to say, right, and it may surprise many of us on this evening as we're studying this, right? Uh, he says for many of us, he connects what we say to the reaction, not not of those of um not of those other people who may be listening, right, or giving us time, but rather to the Holy Spirit who listens to us all the time. In other words, people hear us some of the time, but the Holy Spirit hears us all of the time. He knows what's in our heart. He knows what we're about to say before we say it, right? So he listens to us all of the time. So what effect does our corrupt communication, our corrupt language do when we when we when we spew out those types of words, right? When we use it, what does what type of effect does that have on the Holy Spirit? Do, do y'all see that there in Ephesians chapter four? Ephesians chapter four, Paul says that it grieves the Holy Spirit. Let me just say that again. I'm, 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 I talk a little bit too fast. My husband told me that, that I got to learn how to slow down just a little bit, y'all. So let me just say that again. What effect does our corrupt language have when we use it, when we say things that we should not say, what type of effect does that have on the Holy Spirit? We're in the word of God. What, 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 what type of effect does that have? Paul says to us that it grieves the Holy Spirit. Something that we should never do, right? The word of God speaks about grieving the Holy Spirit on uh, this occasion. And also when I was studying this on um, also on another occasion, and it's found in the book of Isaiah. I want you to write it down in uh, chapter 63, verses 8 through 10, right? And in both cases, the Holy Spirit is grieved by communication. He's grieved how people communicate. I just want to pause right there. I want to pause right there. I'm almost done for tonight, but I want to pause right there. The Holy Spirit on both of these occasions in, in Ephesians chapter four and also in Isaiah chapter 63. 
In both of these cases, the Holy Spirit is grieved by the corrupt words, by the words that we speak or have been speaking out of our mouths. Why would the Holy Spirit be so concerned about how we communicate? Can I ask you that on tonight? Why would he be so concerned? The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is the third person in the Trinity, right? He 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 is our he is supposed to be and he is our our uh, um our comforter, our guider, our teacher, right? Why would he be so aggrieved by this? Why is that on tonight? I, I want you to think about that in that moment. I believe it is because God has chosen to communicate, thank you, Lord, with us through Jesus, whom he calls the word. Ah, God, hallelujah. I need you to write that down. The word, John 1, 1 through 3, a 1 through 3 and verse number 14. Beyond that, he has chosen to, uh, chosen us through Jesus right? Through Jesus. He, he chosen, he has chosen to communicate uh, uh, with us through Jesus, which he calls the word of God. And beyond all of that, people of God, he has chosen to have his spirit work through the spoken and written word of God to work uh, our faith in, in people's hearts. Uh, uh, he has chosen uh, the, his Holy Spirit to teach us, to correct us, to produce in us the fruits, come on somebody, of the spirit. See, see, we don't like this type of teaching because all we want to do is just, you know, hear it, hit it, and quit it. But this is what the word of God says to us on this evening. He has chosen us to be ambassadors, ambassadors for him, right? As explained as Paul explained to the to the Christians, even at Corinth, I don't want to get off of this, right? But one of our chief uh, purposes in this life, therefore, is to share God's message of love uh, to 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 fulfill the Great Commission and to and to uh, to to uh, and to reconcile with our fellow uh, 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 human beings, so to reconcile with others. And so to fill our speech with corrupt words, therefore, is to violate the very purpose that God has given to us. So I suggest on this evening that we not take it lightly when we deal with our relationship with God. Right, but more so even our relationship with others. Paul reminds us here on this evening, and we're going to pick this back up on, on next week. Paul reminds us that we have been sealed for the day of redemption. Thank you, Lord. We have been sealed for the day of redemption by that same Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit that produces in us the right words to speak out of our mouths. 
words of blessings and not curses. It says that we have been sealed for the day of redemption. So this, in other words, this speaks to our relationship with God. We are, we were sinners by ourselves and on our own. But yet God in, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yet God in Christ has loved us with a deep and abiding love. That love, hear me on tonight. That love brought Jesus into this world to live and to die for us. Love took Jesus to the cross and into the grave, but then out of the lamb and up to the throne in heaven to which uh, to watch over us and to bless us. Here's what I want you to know. God sent his spirit to bring us from death to life by creating faith within our hearts. It is that same spirit who has now sealed us Get that in your spirit. I just want to pause. It is that same spirit that has now sealed us, which means that he has claimed us as God's own and placed us under God's divine protection until that day when we were trapped, until that day we are transported to heaven to spend eternity in his presence. So that being the case, Paul says here, because we have been sealed for the day of redemption by that same Holy Spirit. Are you following me on tonight? With that being said, in that case, Paul says, in that case, I need for you all to let go of all bitterness anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. He says, my dear friends, this life is filled. Listen, he didn't say this, but I want to say this to each and every one of us on tonight. Life is filled with challenges all kinds of happenings, all kinds of anxieties. And it is easy to become frustrated with others. And that frustration can lead us uh, to speak out, to say, and to harbor things in our hearts. Because what's in our hearts is going to come out of our mouth. I'm stopping right there just for a moment. I need you to get that. It is easy to say those things. It is easy to take the easy way because we are, we're human. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit to guide us. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to work in us. Because we can say some pretty ugly things out of our mouth. Some of you are, are viewing this on tonight. And just today, you said some ugly things or you texted somebody or you, you, you're harboring some things in your heart. The bitterness, the anger, the hatefulness, the evil words, and a desire to hurt people rather than to help them. We are believers in Christ Jesus. Well, that's just the way I am. How long are you going to stay the way you are?
I think I'm going to take a drink off of this, just a little bit of coffee. I, I, I just want to ask you that on tonight. How long are you going to continue to say, well, this is just the way I am and not allow the Holy Spirit to produce in you the fruits of the Spirit? And again, I know that life happens. I know that it's easy for us to take the easy road. I know that. But here's what I want you to know on today. That when we bear in our mind what God has done through his son Jesus and is doing for us each and every day, how can that not affect our positive, thank you, Lord, way and our relationship with each other. How can that not affect us? We say that we're saved. We say that we're in Christ Jesus. We understand that we have been sealed. Oh, God. We've been sealed. We, 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 we've been sealed. Go, go back to that. We've been sealed for that day of redemption. So if we've been sealed, how can that not affect us in a positive way? Are we just going through the motions or are we just being religious and just saying, you know what, this is just the way I am. When the grace of God dominates, what, what does dominate? Control. When the grace of God dominates our thinking then we can and will want to pray that God takes away all of those negative emotions, expressions, outbursts, actions, corrupt words. Instead of abusive words flowing, oh, glory to God, flowing from our mouths. Come on, you, you remember we did a lesson about uh, guarding and protecting our heart because out of it flows the issues, come on somebody, of life. Every single day we have, so, so we cannot allow ourselves to get just keep getting a pass. You know, this is just the way I am. Listen, we know that that's just the way you are. This is why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us, to produce in us. Because when we allow him to produce in us, our words... Our corrupt words will change into words of affirmation, words of edification. I feel God right there. Instead of abusive words, corrupt words flowing from us, you know, to our spouses, to our children, to our employees, to our neighbors, to those whom we fellowship with. There will now be words of peace. Here's our action point on tonight and we're done our action point is god allow my words to be words of peace hope maturity edification and strength because when i allow holy spirit to do this in me to produce in me we will now find ourselves building each other up rather than tearing down Rather than tearing down, 
Some of y'all don't tear one another down with just speaking it out of your mouth, but you're tearing each other down on social media. You're tearing each other down through text messaging, through emails. Come on, somebody. Through, 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 uh, uh, through, through gossip. You're tearing your brother and your sister down. Your relationship with God directly impacts your relationship with others. Do I need to say that again? Your relationship, my relationship, your neighbor's relationship with uh, with uh, with 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 God directly impacts your relationship with others. So never grieve the Holy Spirit who has sealed you for the day of redemption. If you've grieved the Holy Spirit on tonight. That's between you and God. I need you to just take a moment and say, God, I, I repent. I, I, I turned from it. I, I gave you all even my transparent moment just a little while ago. Hear me on this evening. Your relationship with God directly impacts your relationship with others. We have a kingdom responsibility to grow in our spiritual walk with the Lord. Not just worship. I'm going to worship God in spirit and in truth. God is saying you're lifting up holy hands, but your hands are unclean because you're harboring bitterness. You're harboring anger. You're speaking words of hate. And you know, this also goes for our political, those that are in office, those that are in authority. Some of us treat those in the household of faith good, but then those that are not of the household of faith, we treat them like trash. God says, no, you are a representative you are an ambassador, an ambassador for me. And because you are my ambassadors, I need for you to do what is right. I need you to take the high road instead of the low road. On your job, in your relationships, with your children, some are so good at treating others right. But when it comes to your kids, you talk to them like they're nothing. God says, I'm not pleased with that. I need for you to examine, allow the spirit of sanctification to wash you, to do a work in you. Because what's in you, people of God, is going to come out of you. Do you hear me on tonight? Our action point, and we're going to pick this back up on next week on talking about forgiving others as God in Christ has forgiven you. But I want to leave this with you. I want you to meditate on this. Your relationship with God directly impacts your relationship with others. I would love for us to meditate on Ephesians chapter four. 
where Paul says, let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth. And you know what I hear? I hear some of you saying, well, God, you know, you act like you're just so perfect. I'm not perfect. I, I talked about myself. I even spoke and speak on or have spoken rather about how the Lord did a work in me with my mouth. I'm still very bold, very outspoken. However, the Holy Spirit has dealt with me and is still dealing with me. And this is why I can tell you on this evening that when you allow the Holy Spirit to take the words of your mouth and allow it and cause it to become the meditation of your heart and allow it to be acceptable in his sight, you will find even your days going a little bit smoother. The Holy Spirit did not make us ambassadors for him just because, but he created us to be his disciples, to, to edify, to uplift, not so that we can say or take all of the, 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 the glory for ourselves or to become so grand, uh, grand that we just feel like it's all about me and nobody else and our attitudes, what we say out of our mouths, even our demeanor. God is saying, let that go. Because here's what I know to be the truth. When we allow the Holy Spirit to produce those types of things in us, to produce the fruits of the Spirit in us, there will be such a, I hear the word, um, more people coming in they want to know they're going to want to know who is this what, what is different about you? you you're you're different i see how you handled that situation what is different about you can you talk to me about that and they're going to want to know your story they're going to want to to hear more about why you're different, how you're different, because they see that you're not joining in with everyone else, with the corrupt speaking, with doing things that you shouldn't be doing or saying things that you shouldn't be saying. They see that there's something totally different about you. And because of that, they're going to want to know. There are some people that are not going to want to they don't want to know who you serve because you're acting just like them. Did I say that it was fair? Absolutely not. I didn't say that it was fair. There are times that people will say things and do things that are just not right. But we have a kingdom responsibility as ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Whatever five-fold ministry gift you serve in, be an example in that. Because when you are, we're going to begin to see a rush. We're going to begin to see people coming, not because they saw how well you prayed, how well you prophesied, how well you did all of that. But they're going to see how you love them when they did you wrong. They're going to see how you were not saying that you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ, but you they're seeing it in your actions. Do you hear me on tonight? 
Beyond the Four Walls Community Ministries, family and friends, we have a responsibility in this last day to allow God to do something new within our language, in our speech. I hear you, God. Meditate, focus on Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. Can I pray for you on this evening? If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal savior, I would like to for you to put your name in that comment section. If you would like prayer on this evening, there is a tab there where you can submit your prayer requests. If you are far from God, you say, you know what, Monica, I've, 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 I've been going to church, but I've, I've, I've fallen, I've fallen out of relationship with God, and as a result of it, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. As a result of it, my, my horizontal, because your relationship with God is this way. Your relationships, your, your relationships are now hectic. They are in, in, in chaos because you have gotten out of this the vertical relationship. Tonight is your night to come back home. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you back to your first love. Can I pray with you on tonight? If that is you, put your name in the comment section. Lastly, if you are in need of healing in your body and you're saying, I don't know what's gonna happen with me. We wanna stand in faith. Pastor Eric and I wanna stand in faith and pray with you on tonight, as well as our intercessory prayer team. We want to pray with you, our prayer team. We're going to pray for you. Put your name in that comment section. If you are good and you have another prayer request, go ahead and submit that request over as well. I want to pray with you. Please repeat these words with me on this evening. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I ask you on today to forgive me of my sins and that you will wash me and create in me a clean heart. Lord, I ask you to come into my heart, to live in me. I thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sins. Wash me, continue to create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. It is in Jesus' name I pray. We pray. Amen. The Bible declares that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, thou shalt be saved. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. All you have to do is believe, ask for forgiveness, and ask him to come and live in your heart, and thou shalt be saved. But here's the thing, that is not where you need to stop. I want you to connect with us further to for us to help you grow. Uh, in your spiritual maturity. If you have a, a place where you are connected already, it's okay. But if you do not, we invite you to connect with us further at btfwcm.org.
God bless you in Jesus' name. Listen, we want you to make sure you join us on next Wednesday at 7 p.m. only. Um, next week, we're going to start at 7 p.m. instead of 6.30. Uh, we're going to be having a virtual night of worship with the evangelist, Psalmist Sharon Jackson. Also, we want you to join in in giving back uh, to in, your, in our community. Uh, we have children that are in need of um, a cold this winter. If you would like to take part in that, we ask that you would join us in giving back. All you have to do is connect with us at btfwcm.org. And what you can do is you can let us know how you would like to uh, present that donation to the children. We do have donation uh, pickup or we have a uh, pickup locations where you can go ahead and uh, we can pick up that location or we can provide a secure location as well where you can uh, present those donations. And then lastly, uh, we like to invite each of you uh, to join us on Saturday, December the 4th at 10 a.m. This is the holiday season time. And so with that being said, uh, we would like to invite you all to be a part of our uh, webinar that we're going to be hosting with guest Beth Broom and counselor uh, Beth Broom. But you have to register, okay? You have to register. So what you need to do is simply go to btfwcm.org and click on that tab that says a Life Beyond Counseling Center. We are not just about equipping you for everyday living when it comes to your spiritual growth but also we are concerned about your uh, mental health as well. So be sure to connect with us at btfwcm.org. God bless you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Join us on Sunday at 8.30 a.m.